Hi, I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We're the Faithless Sisters, and this semester we're taking a new look at the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. And we're looking at how God is revealing and working His plan for man's salvation through these books of the Bible. We're following Dr. Chris Miller's class at Cedarville University, and we're excited that you're joining us in our discussion of his teaching. We can't wait to learn more of God's character and plan. And we're back. Surprise. Which is not a surprise to you because you intentionally turned us on, and we are <laughs> thankful that you did. <laughs> um, we are looking at Genesis 37 through 50 today, which is the last part of um genesis that's the last part of genesis so if you're actually reading settle in for a cup of coffee because it is a long read this 37 through 50 and it is meaty there is a lot that goes with it and should we give the spoiler alert right now or should we wait till the end to show the parallels between like this big big theme and this other like super big theme (laughs) She's using hand motions and we're still like going, aha, uh-huh. no. <laughs> I think um, go ahead and spoil it. I say spoil it. Yeah. They're like, spoil it because we don't know what you're talking about. No, um, spoil it because it's good to see it as we go along. All it'll help parallels. anybody that has never thought about it that way. I think yeah. it, it's important. Okay. So as you are listening and reading, think about the parallels that you're going to find between Joseph and Jesus. That's it. Just... Mm-hmm. Filter through that lens because it will really change your perspective about the narrative of Joseph's life. Because up to now, the people that we've been learning about, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, they've been, they've been really flawed people. Um, not to say that Joseph was perfect. We're not going to say that. But he's kind of a whole different character mm-hmm. than anybody that we've, um, that we've read about so far. So, um, yeah. And if you have a study, I'm sorry. Nope. I have a study Bible. And if you have a study Bible um, like mine, which is what? NIV. Life Application Study Bible, the NIV. There is actually a section, little section in there that um, names and points out the parallels with the scriptures for both. So you might check into that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't guessed... um, Genesis 37 through 50 is the story of Joseph, if you, have, if you haven't guessed that yet. Um, and Genesis 37 is where we're going to start. And I called this the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Um, that is my childhood coming back and rearing its head. Um, listen to that record on end, the soundtrack to Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Mm-hmm. But anyway... So mm-hmm. Joseph um, is a kid. He's the favorite. He had a fancy coat. And he was the youngest of many brothers. And then had this dream that everybody was going to bow down to him. And then he opened his mouth and he told everybody this dream. Yeah, to be clear, he was the youngest of 10 older brothers. Mm-hmm. He was number 11. And we're going to find that Benjamin comes in as 12. Yes. Yep. I think. Yes. I'll have to count that, but go ahead. We did do that last time too. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no, oh, Joseph's not the youngest. Goodness. I know. Benjamin yeah. is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But, but Joseph is the favorite because he mm-hmm. is 
um, he's the favorite of his father. He is not the favorite of the brothers. No. We should be real clear about that. But he's the favorite of his father's because he's Rachel's son. Yes. Leah had all, and the other handmaidens had all the others. Rachel had just Joseph and Benjamin. Benjamin. And Benjamin's not here yet, Joseph, because he loved Rachel. Mm-hmm. So you can see he didn't love um he didn't love Leah very well and he didn't love his other sons very well. Yeah. It was and, so sad. And he's very open about that. Yeah. Yeah. So Wait. the long and the short. Yes. He's open that he loves Joseph. The best. The best. But the not most. necessarily that he doesn't love the others per se. I think we got to be careful about that. Well, I said very well. Very well might work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think I said that. No, yeah. you did. You yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. Well, Joseph is openly the favorite. Yes. We we can be safe in saying that. And, um, and that's that's trouble. That is always trouble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, all right. Absolutely. So the brothers, not so hot on this guy. Mm-hmm. And then Joseph was, what, probably a young teenager when he had this dream that everybody was going to bow down to him. And then he told them, like... You're Which could young. have just been stupid young. Right. And that's it. Like you're yeah. young. You just are like, hey, listen to this awesome dream I had. And um, sometimes you don't see the consequences of the words that you're saying. Right. Yeah. He was not familiar with the phrase, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> or read the tent, depending on where, <laughs> on where you were. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so then the brothers are like, no, we're not going to do this. Um, let's go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> except for one brother mm-hmm. says let's not kill him let's sell him off sell him. <laughs> he was the one who was going into business though. Actually, <laughs> he was the business major yeah <laughs> he was he was gonna have them throw him down into a empty well and leave him there to die and then he was secretly going to sneak back later and save him mm-hmm. but didn't work out that way because in the meantime judah says whoa there's a caravan we can make some money yeah so they sold him for the price of a slave yep isn't it 30 pieces of silver yeah but yeah. a slave is 20 so inflation oh, 20. might have taken take you know <laughs> affected this well, they well, probably are middle east you guys sure yeah, that's true too that's cultural right yeah. yes yes terry i see where you were going with that 30 pieces of silver though because mm-hmm. that's our first correlation. Like we're we're selling somebody out. Yeah. Yep. Like um, what's his name? <laughs> Judas. Yep. Sold yeah. Jesus out for thirty pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we go and we're hearing the story about Joseph, and then we're going to start looking at um, chapters thirty-eight and thirty-nine, and Joseph is not there. <laughs> this little section here, I've called wait what exactly because you're going along and it really feels like like the lost chapter you know sometimes authors will find they'll go back and see authors later um have written these chapters and they'll kind of try and wedge them in that's very much what this feels like yeah Mm -hmm. it's like it's totally it feels like it's totally out of left field yes where is that coming from why why is that in joseph's story Right. And I, I misspoke because chapter 38 feels that way. 39 goes back to his story. 
but 38 very much feels like, whoa, this is way out of left field. Yeah, there's a lot of way out of left field. Yeah, so Tamar about Joseph being sold into slavery, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're with Judah and Tamar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, Joseph was sold into slavery into pot into Potiphar's house. He's the captain, of, not Potiphar's house. Yeah. Yeah. He's the captain yeah. of the guard, Potiphar. Yeah. In Egypt, that's a pretty high position to be sold yeah. into a home like that. Um, but then we back up and we go to Judah, who and is Judah, one of the brothers. Who is, yes, one of the brothers, mm-hmm. the one who decided to sell him. Mm-hmm. He's the fourth brother, fourth oldest. He he has sons. One is named Er, the other is Onan. And I don't remember the other one. Sheila. Sheila. Yeah, yeah. 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 I kind of agree with him on the names of the boys. We could move that around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it was interesting. They said Er died because he was wicked. Right. So this is something. That was interesting to me. Um, and then Onan died because of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he refused to um, impregnate Tamar. So in that, back in that tradition, Tamar was married to Er, mm-hmm. and Er died. So then she would go to the next brother to try to conceive children. But, Keep his name alive. Mm-hmm, yeah, and carry on the line. And so, and then Onan would not do that. Because he realized, well, if I give her sons, then my sons won't get things. Mm-hmm. So he refused to impregnate her. And and, and the reason is because the sons, even though they would have come from Onan, they would have technically, like biologically, they would have been Onan's sons, but technically and legally, they would have been the sons of her. Er. Er. Thank er. you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And so... Judah was like, oh, I'm not going to let them get together. Not Sheila. No way. I'm not going to let Tamar and Sheila come together because he could die now. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah, because <clears throat> Onan did not follow the rules. And so God killed him. God killed him. Yeah. Right. But Sheila was much younger, right? So she mm-hmm. had to wait. She had to wait yes. years of her early life. I mean, who knows how, maybe she was in her early thirties. There may have still been a chance that she could have gotten remarried to someone, Mm -hmm. but according to the rules, then she has to wait for Sheila to grow up Mm -hmm. to become her husband and the father of Er's children. Mm -hmm. So she finds out that um, Sheila's now fully grown. He could have, I could have been pregnant by him. No, that's not happening. They're taking away my birthright, my my place in society. So she dresses up like a prostitute. She learns that um, Judah is going to be at this certain area. She dresses like a shrine prostitute and covers her face. He can't tell who she is. They end up having sex. You know what? This is like days of our lives. It is. (laughs) Like, I'm like trying to track it all. Tamar is, his wife has died. So he's a widower, right? So then he has sex with Tamar. It doesn't make it better. This is like, I know, but I'm like missing these pieces. <laughs> and um, she tricks him. She says, well, to, in payment, he doesn't have a goat. Let me take your seal and your staff. And um, and then when you bring that goat to me, then I'll give him back to you. Right. So this is so I can trust your word. Um, and t- and um, Judah says, OK, that sounds like a good idea. Therefore, now Tamar is pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they come to her and they say, 
I don't know what you guys, I don't know why I'm the one who's able to tell all these things straight up. You guys are great with this. For some reason I got this story down. We're anyway, good for you. You're I'm telling you. Yeah, here we go. Um, so then they come and they say, Tamar is pregnant. They come and tell Judah that he goes, great. We can kill her. It's over. Let's go. Anybody, you know, bring her before us and she should get killed. She goes, yep, I'm pregnant. She goes, but here's the person that did it. And it was Judah's seal. She produces his seal. She produces his staff. And he realizes, oh, that was more righteous than me. Um, and so she gets to live and carry on. She has, was it Perez? And I don't remember Perez. her too. Mm-hmm. And Zara. And Zara, right. By the way, this is the line of Jesus. This is where the line of Jesus comes through. Oh. That's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. All that, yeah. <laughs> and gone from that. Okay, now hard pivot. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. this is what the Bible does. Yes. And now we go back and it says that um, Joseph is blessed by the Lord and is put in charge of Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. So he is a slave, but he has been um, promoted and so trusted because God's hand is on him that everything he does flourishes and it does well. And so Joseph or Potiphar is like, awesome. Here it is. Run the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then Potiphar's wife goes, hey. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, Terry. That's what we needed. I can't you do this. (laughs) And Joseph goes, no. And Potiphar's wife goes, yes. Yes. No. Yes. Anyway, um, she gets his coat and she lies to her husband and says that Joseph was trying to have sex with me. And Joseph goes to prison. Yes. Potiphar gets angry. Mm-hmm. In prison. Oh, go ahead, you guys. You can jump in at any time. I'm just. I yes. was just going to say, I think we talked about it last time we did, Joseph, was that um, Potiphar put him in the king's prison. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't in some nasty, nasty prison. It was not that bad. So it, that kind of shows that maybe Potiphar believed Joseph was right, but he had to do it because I mean, she was his wife and yeah, the honorable thing Mm -hmm. to do, but um, it wasn't into a horrible prison. Right. He wasn't in with the the dank and the rats and the whatever. Mm -hmm. So he is um, seen again with favor by the warden and is brought up in the prison and now he runs the prison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's hanging out with a cup baker, the cup bearer and the baker. (laughs) Yes. Or the cup baker. No, oh, yeah. they, they really do have to bake, you know, yes. in order to become cups. So there you go. <laughs> so now we're looking at Genesis 40 and 41. And I call this one prisoner 24601. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing like a, an orange prison outfit. Yes. <laughs> well, and for those of some of you, um, if you're musically inclined at all, prisoner 24601 is Jean Valjean in they miss so oh anyway i didn't he, know that i just thought you were really good at memorizing numbers no. yeah Go ahead. <laughs> no and then he becomes like he becomes this man of stature in the community once he is out that's so. a great name thank anyway. you for telling us that background yes um okay so now joseph is like this kind of hot shot guy right people are like oh that joseph he's he's in charge He's the he's the coolest prisoner of them all. Right. Yeah. 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 And and while the cup 
bearer and the baker are dreamers, uh, but they have these two dreams and mm-hmm. Joseph interprets them. And the important thing with that with Joseph is he, he gives the acknowledgement to God. Mm-hmm. He's like, these aren't from me. I'm not the one interpreting this. This is God who's doing this. Mm-hmm. And Joseph correctly interprets the dream. Mm-hmm. They both go back up before Pharaoh. Baker gets his head cut off. And the cupbearer proceeds to continue to be the cupbearer for the king. And it's it's all about Joseph. That's right. the other end. Right. And Joseph says, oh. hey, don't forget that I told you this and that it was from God, but that I told you right. Don't forget. Yeah. Right. When it comes up and you get your job back, tell Pharaoh about me. Yeah. Right. Or or Potiphar. Who would it be? Pharaoh? Pharaoh. It be Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward two years, and the cupbearer is like, oh, Pharaoh. Yeah. Uh, but this because Pharaoh had a dream. Yes. Right. And nobody could tell him what it meant. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then the cupbearer was like, oh, man, I totally forgot. There was this guy that I met in prison. Ooh, hope he's still alive. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> man. I should have told you about this like two years ago. Yeah. But... Better um, late than never. Right. right. <laughs> Have another glass. Yeah. <laughs> and and jo- <laughs> and Joseph correctly interprets Pharaoh's dream, yep. which was there will be seven years of prosperity and then seven years of drought. In order to make it through the drought, you need to stock up on this years of prosperity. So Pharaoh goes, hey, you are the man. Mm-hmm. You will get to um, oh. get out of prison get out of prison my second in charge in charge of the whole country he um just elevates him so you'll only be second only to me Mm -hmm. yeah and everyone no one will do anything in this whole land without you telling them what to do or giving permission Mm -hmm. and this is the kid who was they were gonna throw in the well speaking of them speaking of them there's that drought thing is it me you're looking for? That's <laughs> 42 through 45. <laughs> we told Suzanne. Like that. We want that her to surprise tricky. us. Yeah, we want her to surprise <laughs> us with all the headings, all the new headings in the chapter. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> so we're in the time of drought and all of Egypt, all of the lands, everywhere, kaput. Yeah. Yeah. People are starving. It's starving very serious. All over the known world. They yeah. don't have food, but Egypt has food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grain specifically. Because Egypt saved up. Mm-hmm. Because like, of mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So Same. people are coming in from all over the world to Egypt to beg for food. Mm-hmm. And remember what God said to Abraham. All nations are going to be blessed through your seed, through my seed. So here's Joseph, part of that seed line, right? Mm-hmm. So now all those nations are going to be blessed because of him. Mm-hmm. Another picture of how Jesus is a blessing to the nations. Now Joseph, Joseph is a blessing to the nations. God's put him in the right place at the right time. Talks about them having bread to eat mm-hmm. because of that. And so we call Jesus the bread of life. Bread he of calls life. himself bread of life, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 So there's another correlation there. He feeds, Joseph did that and fed the people. Jesus feeds our souls. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And who needs to be fed but Joseph's brothers mm-hmm. and family. And so they come and remember, they think Joseph's gone. Like mm-hmm. for all they, they oh, yeah. just assume he's dead because they've sold him into slavery. And um, he was sold to like not even nice people. So yeah, yeah. So the, the odds are that he would not be alive, mm-hmm. but then they, the Ishmaelites sold him to Potiphar anyway, is a whole thing. Read your Bible. It's really dramatic. <laughs> um, so anyway, they think he's dead and gone, right? Yeah. Um, but they come and they don't recognize him at all. But. Well, they sure didn't. Even if they had thought maybe he was alive out there somewhere, they would never in their wildest dream have considered that he might be second in power to Pharaoh. That he might be this guy that's up here on the stage, if you will, mm-hmm. directing all the commerce that's going on in the world at that point. He would have had all the Egyptian garb and um, all the stuff befitting his position. Yeah. Makeup, you know, all the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't know it's him. He instantly knows it's them. them. Yeah. Instantly knows it's them. And you know, he has to be thinking like, why did you do that to me? What did I ever do to you? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to do it again? What should I, how should I handle this? I'm sure his mind was going a million miles an hour mm-hmm. all the while they're starving to death going, please, mm-hmm. can we just have some food? Mm-hmm. Um, and he does some sneaky moves to kind of see if they're going to be as dirty as they have been. And he recognizes that the brothers are repentant and that the brothers um, really do feel bad for what they did. And they recognize that they did not do the right thing. Um, and it, you just, you need to read it because it's way too much for us to go into all of it. Mm-hmm. But Joseph sees them for their sin, sees that they have repented and grants them grace, which... Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't parallel anything at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so he finally reveals himself to his brothers and his father, because they, his father, at this point, his father has come back to Egypt with them. Um, And then they have a joyful reunion. Yeah, that's short and sweet. (laughs) It really didn't happen that quickly, folks, but that's how fast it happened this time. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So then we move into 46 through 50. Don't worry. Be happy. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So we know that now this um, nation is called the nation of Israel, Mm -hmm. and they are the Israelites, but they are in Egypt, so they're in a foreign land. Mm Mm-hmm. But again, Joseph has this great amount of humility and grace for his family. And he makes sure that his family is well cared for. They get choice land to settle in there in Egypt. Um, And for a while, they're prosperous and they multiply and they do great. Um, And so it's a good thing. It is. And, and we'll move forward from there from Exodus, um, which we'll go into next time. But the reason that I called this one, don't worry, be happy is because the brothers um, like Isaac dies 
and the brothers are like, oh my gosh, now dad's gone. It's going to get really ugly because he's just been saving all of his vengeance up and he didn't want to hurt dad by doing it while dad was alive. And now he's gone and really the wrath is going to come. Um, but, but his response. Yeah. He just says, like, don't worry. I'm in God's place. Like what you meant for evil, God used for good. God used for good. What a gracious answer. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that tells us that this is God telling us who he is. Mm-hmm. That you may think you control all these things, but I can turn everything to good. And the other thing I'm learning is like, I don't see his plan. I don't get it. Like if I was Joseph in prison, like what? But God can take all of that and redeem it to his plan. Mm-hmm. And remember where he's now living, Um He's in Egypt, surrounded by all this opulence and all this, and he still holds on to his God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which is just another picture of Jesus, because Jesus was like when Jesus was in the desert, he's missing all these things. And Satan's like, here, you can have this. I can give you this. I can give you this. And he's like, no, that's not what God has for me. Yeah. Um, and we don't. So Dr. Miller in the lecture said um, to make sure, like, are we saying, and Angie said this to you, are we saying that Joseph is perfect? No, because he's a human. And we know that Jesus is the only perfect person to ever live on this earth. Mm -hmm. But if you only look at the literature here, it does not show Joseph sinning. In fact, it shows Joseph taking the high road on everything. Which Jesus, we know it wasn't only in the narrative. We know that Jesus took the high road and did not sin on anything. Mm-hmm. Just a few more parallels there. Yep. Rosemary is thinking hard. Ooh. I am. Um, I know. It always gets scary, doesn't it? When I start doing it, it's like, oh. Um, I just, why, did, why didn't God choose Joseph? To carry the line of Jesus. I know we were almost done and I'm like, <laughs> why, did that, why Judah? Why Judah? Because and that's I, what God said. Yeah. What do you mean? That's what God said. Why didn't he say Joseph? Right. I'm just curious about that. <laughs> I know. Then they're like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Completely. No. His ways right. are so much higher yeah. than our ways and his thoughts so much higher than our thoughts. <laughs> but the, the piece, when I keep kind of going through that and pondering that is like Joseph did yeah. some really bad things, yeah. right? I'm sorry, Judah, Judah. did some very mm-hmm. bad things, right? Yeah. And um, we always want to say like, anyway, he did some really bad things, but it's like he came back around when he said he was willing to give up his life for Benjamin. He's like, mm-hmm. let me be your slave. Let me do that. So and that's I'm a thinking, picture of Jesus too, to right. sacrifice himself for the other. And and that's, yeah, I think that's the more I ponder. There's a whole bunch of different directions that can all go, or it was starting to go for me. And it's like, that can be true for us. We have a God who can see us in our sin and see us as we turn mm-hmm. and see us as we're transformed. And he can bless us in the way he chooses to bless us. Um. Yeah, I think Joseph had a. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Terry. Joseph had a huge role that God had for him to play. 
Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saving the line, saving the seed. Um, so he wasn't the seed, but he made sure the seed was saved. Yeah. So I might look at things like, God, you want me to be the, um, I don't know, the evangelist. You want me to do this. And that may not be what God's plan is for me. God's plan might be for me to meet with someone over coffee and just talk with them and share Christ and not being a big evangelist or whatever. I think we can lose sight of what we think God's plan is for us. We can always turn to him and ask him what it is. Um, but in, in Judah's thing is like, he had to turn and, and deal with his sin. I'm sure of what he had done. I'm sure he had, by the time he got there, please don't take Benjamin, please. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it goes to show that God works through the humanity and the messiness and the human, the everyday humanity, because let's be real honest and say that Joseph's life, I mean, God's hand was all over that in a big and mighty way that most of us will never get to experience anything that big. My worldview is God's going to pick the nicest one. That is not true. God's going to pick who he wants in that position. And it's not about me seeing it. I'm not about me knowing it. And my judgment about that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All right. This was a big deal for me, ladies. I'm sorry. I ended it like, you know, I was like, oh, it just can't end. Why did he pick Judah? It's but awesome. th- so when I can take that to me, why did he pick me? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not no deserving in that, you yeah. know, and yet he did. And he's been faithful. And it's grace is it's what it all boils down to. Cause there is, Joseph worked and ruled, literally ruled the world and saved the nations, which is work and work and work. And that doesn't dement, like what I'm going to say does not diminish anything that Joseph did. But Judah was an everyday man who Mm -hmm. had nothing proud to say. He was an everyday man who was saved only by grace, only by grace. Good point. Yeah. It's so interesting what keeps going through my head is, okay, this isn't about the Kardashians, then is it? (laughs) (laughs) Except that we could pray for them. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yes, we can. But it's like, it's not how society elevates you. It's how God decides to use you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and just to wrap up Genesis real quickly, um, when Isaac dies, he says like, I never saw the promised land, Right. He's right. like, but someday you will, and I'm going to die right here, and you're going to bury me right here, but don't bury me deep, because <laughs> when it's time to go to the promised land, take my bones. Take my bones. Mm-hmm. So that I can go to the promised land. Yeah. Wait, so Isaac he, said that? Joseph, Jacob said, Jacob, Joseph, Joseph said Jacob. that. Yes. Joseph. Here we go. Just throw that all in no. there again. Let's go. Was it, um, um, Read your Bible so you don't have to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have chart. I have a chart in front of me with like Jacob, all the sons, you know, Isaac. That doesn't matter. Apparently I just don't see this. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Joseph, Joseph has, has, and God has kept that covenant and God's like, it's okay. You're going to get there. Your, your line at some point is going to get there. Back, mm-hmm. back, 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 Abraham. And, and Joseph, at that point, he didn't know they were going to be going into captivity and become slaves to when the new Pharaoh came. Yes, spoiler. God gave him that knowledge and gave him, oh, is my good. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's good. But the thing that we can also do by faith for us, 
We have not seen the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? We've heard the stories. We hear about revelation by faith. We can live our lives in accordance with that Mm -hmm. and be found faithful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to end. Yeah. And Terry gave you a teaser already for our next episode. Oh, sorry. No, perfect. Hey, perfect. Between now and then what they ended up counting like, um, Lee ended up with 33 children, things like that. I went back through that. There were 66 or it ended up being 70 in all. There's just 70 Israelites. And things happen between now and Exodus. Because mm-hmm. they grow to 2.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> but they were busy. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're going to take a 400-year break. Yes. And um, we'll be back <laughs> next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. And okay. We'll talk about Exodus. Um, does somebody, somebody pray for us, please, for 400 years worth? <laughs> I'll pray. <laughs> oh, Father, we are so very thankful for um, the way you show us who you are um, through your word, how you show us your faithfulness and how you show us that you are a promise keeper. Um, You promised Adam about the seed, that the seed would come and redeem mankind from sin. And you followed through on that promise. It only took a few thousand years, but but every step of the way, you've shown yourself faithful um, through a lot of people that were not. Um, And so, Father, we just want you to know how grateful we are for who you are, that you are a great God, a faithful God, um, a promise keeper. And so, Lord, we just ask that um, we've taken your word in, that we are good ground, that that word is planted deep in our hearts so that we can really know who you are, Father, that we can know for ourselves your faithfulness and your mercy and your love and your grace. And so, Father, I just pray your blessing on everyone that's um, been doing this study, listening to this message. I pray, Father, that this will just be a a little window um, into who you are, how much you love them, and what good things you have for each of them. And so, Lord, we thank you and praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs>